With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. And what's this? Breaking news in the offseason. The Eagles decided to change their uh, some sort of font on the text logo. This was uh, this was big news that all of a sudden they, the text logo that they use has now been changed. Justin, your first reaction when you saw this happen. Uh, I was curious, like, why there was so much, it seemed like initial outrage, right? Because I was like, oh, man, how bad is this going to be? And I looked yeah. at it and I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think it was actually that big of a deal. Um, do I love it? No, not at all. I don't, I'm not even sure I could say, like, I like it that much. I don't mind it, though. Um, and I think part of that comes from the fact that, you know, the old logo, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of anyways. Um, I saw somebody threw it up on, like, a, a uniform with Hertz like the older logo and then this new one, uh, the word mark, I guess you would say, not logo. But, yeah, I had, I uh, and it looked fine I, to me. I look, It looked completely fine. I yeah, know. I had no idea what a word mark was until yeah. I until this breaking news. And, yeah, the eagle head itself not going to change. But, uh, yeah, there's a little uh, – there's like a little thing they put on the jersey. When, when the team name comes up on the screen, it's going to be different. People hate change. Rob, what was your, what was your instant reaction? Uh, I just kind of laughed. Um, I'll be honest. I'm with Justin. I never loved the last one. Um, I did like, I do like the retro one from the 73 to 95 period um, yeah, in the, the Kelly green. Really good. Yeah. That one. I like a lot. I almost wish we'd go back to that. You know, the last one with kind of the arched letters, um, I didn't dislike it, but I don't, I, I didn't love it. And you know, this one I think is, uh, I maybe even prefer it to the last one, but I, I agree with Justin. When I saw it on the mock-up of the Jersey, I actually didn't think it looked terrible on the Jersey. 
Um, but it seems like the reaction overall is really negative from, from just the comments I've been seeing. Of course, it's not like Eagles fans to overreact though. In any way, <laughs> I will say like with all of these, like the Jersey things, the word marks, the new logos for teams, it is always curious to me, like the, the outrage that seems to come with a lot of them or the hype that comes with others. Like, I think I just must have bad style preference because there were some jerseys that I think came out last season. I can't remember. I think it might've been Atlanta or whoever. And I was like, Oh, that's all right. And then other people were just like fire, fire, fire. So I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. I, 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 I my am, bag. I am looking at the, uh, the Photoshop of them doing it on the Jersey. I actually, I think it kind of looks better on the Jersey. I mean, yeah, I, I get the, I agree. Where it's just kind of like a basic dumb font. Um, so that, and it's kind of annoying how it like cuts in on the text, but it, it looks good on the Jersey. I, I wasn't ever really crazy about the other one. I mean, come on, let's be honest. We're just biding time until the NFL takes off the shackle <laughs> and allows us to get our goddamn Kelly green jerseys back. Like, is that, is that not what we're waiting for? I, I, I bet you this is a precursor to them dropping full Kelly green jerseys next year. Do you think that's Rob? Can they? You think they'll ever go full Kelly Green again? It seems like they're. I mean, close. didn't Lori already say that? I think he confirmed that it's coming back next year. I, I thought there, maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but uh, but I'm almost positive that that he confirmed next year they're back. Yeah, I couldn't. I I knew next year they were back as far as options, but does that mean they're going to be used all the time, or that they're going to just uh, like be um, a throwback? I thought it was yeah, good be a question. Yeah, I think it's a throwback or it's going to be the alternate jersey like mm. like we have black now. I don't believe it's going to be the standard day-to-day, but I, I could be remembering that wrong. Um, I'm I trying just, to look I it up now. I have to go talking. overseas to get my Jalen Hurts Kelly Green jersey. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. I, I don't want to support some faraway shop or God knows what's going on. I want to I want the officially licensed Jalen Hurts Kelly Green jersey. Although if you if you listen to some people, he's not going to he's not going to make it to next year and he's going to be completely down and out. I don't yeah, And just to up just to update Sean, the article that I'm seeing um says they'll be the alternate jersey uh for the 2023 season. See why tease us? Why tease us? You know we want it. Just give it to us. All right. Uh, OTA's done. Nothing, not like, not a lot of major storylines. Hertz did look pretty sharp by all accounts, but it's, uh, it's two practices without, I mean, they don't even wear pads. So um, not a ton to take away from. However, training camp is right around the corner. Thought it would be a fun exercise to break down 10 things we're excited for as a podcast. We each uh, pick three and then we'll do one group run, but uh, they're just, there are a decent amount of storylines with the draft picks, the free agents, the potential change to a three, four hurts, you know, next uh, third year, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, second year. There's a lot of stuff to be excited for in training camp. You get fired up. It's August. You're just hitting refresh on beat reporters, Twitter feeds to see, you know, what's going on in practice. That's right around the corner. Justin, we'll let you kick things off. What's a, what's a storyline and item that you're really pumped for? I think we'll, we'll get to Hertz. Yeah. You guys might cover it, but so I kind of punted that one, but I'm going to say Dean, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see 
how Gannon is looking to incorporate Dean into this defense. Um, Want to hear, you know, all the hype behind him as as uh, him being a leader at such a young age and um, how he's taking over a big role for us in, in defense. And, you know, they keep bringing up that he should fit in really well with Gannon's defense. So I, I'd love to hear about that. The other thing I'm curious about with Dean, too, is, you know, I – Everybody says that he's ready to go. He's good with the health, all those things. And uh, I believe it to be true. But, you know, until you actually see him on a regular basis, um, I want to make sure 100 percent that, you know, there's no setbacks with him when it comes to the health. Taking a quick break here on the Diehard Eagles podcast to talk about win. Oh, that's right. Win bet. Are you kidding me? Bet big. Win bigger with win bet. Make sure you get in. Now, uh, every $500 bet on sports or casino before the end of July, and you can be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at the Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resort for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. And, of course, the Bet50 win $200 in free bets. So good. So much action. Get it all over at the WinBet app or visit WINNBet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Again, uh, hopefully you guys have been playing along with us. When we've been doing these uh, NBA player props over on Sleeper, it's very easy to do uh very fun to play all you gotta do is open up your sleeper fantasy app you probably already have it to play fantasy tap the over under game and then just get down to the action you can win as much as uh 2x all the way up to 20x and if you go to sleeper.com sgp sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 dollars 100 deposit match over at sleeper.com sgp P terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. It does feel like the, the Jim, uh, the Dean story is a little too good to be true. Like there's gotta have been a reason why all these teams passed on him. So I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm with you. Like I'm a little knock on wood and, and just we'll have to, you know, see it to really start believing it. Rob, what's, what's something you're excited for come training camp time. Yeah, and, and I just want to echo, I'm excited about Dean as well. Justin purposely put that first because he knew I'd <laughs> steal it. Um, so I, I was, as you guys know, huge on Dean. I was so nervous we weren't going to get him. I wanted him in the second round. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do, and he seems like a great character guy as well. Um, you know, I, I have a couple things, and I'll save Hertz as well for kind of our joint discussion. I mean, obviously, I think we all know Hertz is the top story coming into camp. Yeah. But, you know, I think just one small thing that I want to see is, you know, how is Brandon Graham going to bounce back? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I say that, you know, he's 34-ish, coming off an Achilles, obviously a serious injury, injury that's tough to come back from. You know, I listened to his recent press conferences. He said he feels great. He's ready to do, you know, whatever he needs, especially if the defense kind of switches to a 3-4. You know, I think, one, it'll be interesting to see what he has left in the tank. Can he bounce back? Is he going to be a little more maybe of a role player? Um, But, you know, I think the one thing that I really hope to see from him through camp is that he really – 
you know, remains in kind of a leadership role for some of these young guys, especially, you know, Jordan Davis uh, on that line and, and, you know, some of the other younger guys that we have. Cause I do think when he went out last year, that was a big loss from a leadership and, and just kind of morale perspective for that defense. So I'm excited to have him back and I hope that that has an impact on the rest of the team. And I'm just kind of interested to see how that plays out in camp and really how the rotation of the defensive line is going to work in general. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, he could, he could bring nothing or he could actually be like a consistent pass rusher. It's, it's going to kind of be interesting to see what you can get out of him. You would hope at least a veteran leadership. And he seems like, an all around good guy and, and, you know, seems to you know, be one of the more vocal guys. I mean, that's definitely one critique of Fletcher Cox. Like he didn't, he was never even in his prime, which he, it does feel like he's past his prime. He was never like a, you know, a leadership guy and, and really getting, uh, I don't know, just, he, he didn't really talk a bunch or, or seem like a leader in any sense. Rob didn't want to skip over it, but uh, you were there in person witnessed charity <laughs> softball game, including, including Jalen Hurts' walk-off home run. What's, what was your takeaway in person of, of seeing the team? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I did not see the, the walk-off, oh, you're unfortunately. Right. Um, I, I was not there by that point. But, uh, you know, it was great to see everyone out there. It's always great to, to see a charity event. I, I give uh, kudos to uh, Devonta Smith for organizing it and setting it up. It, it seems like it was a great event. I didn't see anything how much it raised. But, um you know, one, it's, it's interesting to see the guys in person, uh, you know, how big they look. I mean, one person that kind of stood out was AJ Brown, just, you know, how big physically of a receiver he was. I mean, he almost looked as big as Goddard, uh, you know, next to him as a tight end. And, um, you know, he just looked really, really, uh, you know, like he's going to be a tough receiver. I could see why he's, you know, a tough guy to bring down. Um, you know, Hertz, he looked good. He looked lean out there. Um, he had a nice strikeout of Mika Parsons, uh, to, in the beginning Hell of the yeah. game, which was great this to see. This is low pitch softball, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> although he was, you know, mixing it up a little bit, getting a little cute oh, at he? times. Although, although Parsons did have a home run off him the next at bat, but, uh, <laughs> no, it, it was cool. It was, it was a fun, it was a fun day. It was nice weather and, and it was good to see the guys doing that and participating in those events. Speaking of all around good guy, Jason Kelsey, I'm really interested to see the camp battles. Now, again, you know, training camp isn't what it used to be back in Lehigh where they used to let them, you know, go at it for <laughs> double sessions and three hours and they kill each other. But whenever they go live full, uh, I want to see Jason Kelsey, a crafty veteran, uh, go up against Jordan Davis, a just massive 340 pound kid. Uh, to just see like size versus craftiness and see how, how a guy like Kelsey can handle him who is undersized by center standards, but certainly an amazing career. Uh, that is a, that's just going to be a fun lineup. And that kind of highlights, um, you know, ideally the possible strengths of our team, our offensive and defensive line. So very, very much looking forward to that. Justin, what, what about you? What else, what else you got going on? I think that's a good segue into uh who I picked here next, uh, Jurgens. I'm actually, I'm really curious to see how well he fits into our offensive line. You know, uh, people are starting to dub him the heir apparent to Kelsey, um, who potentially might not be here at the end of the season. Will looks to 
retire, but we've been saying that I think at least the last two seasons. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I'd like to see, you know, how much he can pick up from Kelsey, what they're saying about him at camp. Do they think he's actually going to be the center potentially next year? Um, with what he's been doing. Um, as we know, Landon Dickerson, who we picked up last season as well. I mean, he was a center at Alabama. I know he's moved over to uh, guard, but it, it would be interesting to see, you know, who they think is going to take over Kelsey's place potentially when he leaves. Um, so I just, and I, I want to know how much more depth he adds um, considering that we, we let her big go. Um, he's now no longer with us for that other depth piece. So I'm curious um, where Jurgens is going to fit in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's interesting. Cause it did seem like with them j- drafting Jurgens, they kind of can that, you know, they're not going to use Dickerson as a center. Don't see him as a center. I mean, you're taking Jurgens in the second round. You, you gotta be a starting uh, center if you're drafted in the second round, I feel like. So certainly high expectations with him and, uh, yeah, I'm fine with Dickerson yeah. as a guard. You know, the interesting, you know, repercussion of that is, uh, and it, it does seem like the team has said that Dickerson has cemented himself as, uh, you know, left yeah. guard over there next to Mylotta. And him and Mylotta apparently have become really good friends, which is great to see on that line. But um, the interesting kind of, you know, effect of that is what's going to happen at right guard. And it certainly seems like Samalu has the lead and it's his to lose but it'll be interesting kind of in camp if there's any competition there, if maybe like a Driscoll or, or uh, someone else can push him or give him a little competition uh, for that spot. Since it looks like, you know, the left guard is now solely to Dickerson. I know. I, I, it's just one of those things. Like I, the, the offensive line is a knock on wood set up in such a good spot. It's, it's going to be exciting. Cause it feels like we, we just kind of added on to our strength, but Rob, what's, what's next on your list here? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think next on my list is uh, I'm interested to see how Kenny Gainwell does. Mm. Um, you know, had an okay rookie year, showed some flashes. I think they like him, but you know, I'm mostly interested to see if he can kind of take a leap and, and become, if he has the potential to be more of an every down back or not almost like a Miles Sanders. And the reason I say that is because, you know, Miles Sanders is coming up to the point where we're going to have to decide if we're going to extend him or not. So, you know, I think that becomes an interesting decision and to, and to decide that you're going to have to look at, well, who else do you have? And I think, you know, likely that would be Kenny Gainwell, at least on this roster. So, you know, can Gainwell get to a point where he could fill in for a lot of Miles Sanders touches? You know, I think maybe he would if we stayed with Gainwell, he would have to be balanced with maybe a change of pace back or a bigger back. Um, but I'm just kind of interested to see if he can kind of make that leap, become like kind of a Darren Sproles even, or, a, you know, I guess maybe like a Boston Scott was for us at times. So I just want to see what he has in year two. Yeah. I mean, and, and that kind of dovetails into mine. I, what do we, what version of Miles Sanders are we going to get? And, and, are they going to set up Miles Sanders for a, you know, he's in a, he's in a contract year. Like really, he is a lot on the line. Are they going to give him a bunch of touches that would warrant a big track contract? Are they going to completely like run the tires bald on Miles Sanders? I certainly think, you know, teams just you know, using the first contract to just, you know, run a guy into the ground is not actually a horrible strategy when it comes to running backs and how replaceable they are. And then Kenny Gainwell, 
he doesn't seem like an every down back, but they drafted him high enough that you think they would warrant it. They also re-signed Boston Scott, which I thought was kind of surprising. And I, I think you guys were on the same page, a little mm-hmm. surprising to hear that, that we were bringing him back. We still need a, a big receiver or a, a big running back like a like Garrett blunt type, but um, yeah, miles Sanders and just kind of like what role they're going to use for him, I think is something interesting. And we may, we may be able to figure some of that out in camp, um, especially like just, you know, seeing how many touches he gets. He's had a very weird career where he had that, his rookie year, he caught a ton of passes. Then he hasn't been able to get back to that receiving. Then, you know, uh, in 2020, he had a bunch of like crazy long touchdowns. 2021, he didn't score one touchdown at all. He has so much potential. He's a local Penn State kid. I'd, I'd love for it to work out for him. But um, yeah, contract year for Miles Sanders. So um, I'm excited to see how that shakes out in camp. What about you, Justin? Uh, what, what do you got on your list? Uh, I'm actually curious to see the initial or the inevitable, I should say, Carson Strong could be could beat out Minshew for, you know, backup quarterback article that I'm I'm definitely uh, going to see at some point, I'm sure. Uh, you know, they, they keep talking about his arm. He's got a cannon. Uh, I'm really curious about his knee, how it's how it's going to hold up. That seems to be the biggest question mark. Uh, I did read into it a little bit. I guess they pinned back cartilage. Well, like two years ago now, he came back from that and then they did surgery. I think he got a, a kneecap from a cadaver, um, <laughs> which I read up on, you That's know, uh, 70% of the time, though, you you reach, I think it's like uh, back to 100% of your full athleticism. Now, I don't know Wait, if the we studies... Gotta- we have to do a little deeper dive on, on where he got this cadaver from, like yeah. whose knees. I mean, if, if we got this knee off from a guy like <laughs> Sam Bradford, he may be doing more harm than good. I thought you were going to say like 70% of the time you're haunted by the person. <laughs> who, <laughs> that's no, you, be- co- you come back to like full strength. So I don't know how much, like, so I was trying to read into it. How, yeah. what is the situation with that? But I guess you come back um, and you can be as good as you were now. Like I was saying, with those studies, I don't know if they have, you know, college athletes. You get it. Like, I'm guessing it's like more like 40 year old guys reaching their their peak athleticism. The, the, the cadaver. Uh, you know, angle. Wait, what? What did he have from a cadaver? Did you say, Justin? <laughs> I thought some it was cartilage? a kneecap. Something. No, he had the cartilage pinned back, and then some other thing to do with his kneecap. Uh, he had to have it replaced, I believe something along those lines. Uh, I think I'm just trying to look at an article and I could be wrong. I think he got some cartilage from a cadaver. It looks like, Oh, maybe it was the cartilage from the cadaver. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not, none of us are doctors who knows. Yeah. I apologize if I misquoted. This was months ago after we drafted him. I think Uh, though, I did read somewhere with respect to him that actually the doctors, um, recommended that he not play last year and that, um, he played anyway, um, so that his, you know, uh, presumably, yeah, he did come back early. Fully healed. He came back. Hopefully, he's fully healed. But he did have that pin back, and then he had a, a second surgery. I know that for sure. So, and I, I thought that was tweaking something else to do with his knee, which I initially thought was the kneecap. But yeah, could dig you know, deeper. The interesting thing is, hopefully, he comes back all- full strength. You know, by all accounts, everyone says he has a pretty, uh, you know, elite arm. You know, I've seen him referred to as first round talent in in terms of his actual arm and that, you know, if he 
didn't have the concerns with the knee and the mobility, he would have gone much, much higher. It is funny to think like when you check uh, organ donor on your driver's license that one day, maybe your kneecaps will be, uh, will end up on like a seventh round picks uh, knees helping him make the team. Like, I, I don't know. The cadaver angle to me is just so funny. Oh, come on, Sean. Don't act like that wouldn't be your dream. Oh, to be in the league? Even if I was dead? Yeah, that would be awesome. I would, I, yeah, you know, if Carson Strong needs knees, I'll, I'll happily give him some of mine. I don't know. I, I'm still, I'm still gun shy of supporting a, cor- a quarterback named Carson in Philadelphia. We should really, I mean, he really, does he not have a nickname? Does he not have a middle name? Isn't, can't we call him like CS or like CJ? Like, you just can't be called Carson in Philadelphia right now. It, it's just never going to work for him. Taking a quick break to talk about Manscaped and their awesome lawnmower 4.0. Oh man, this thing is uh, great. And if your old man is anything like you, probably also uh, Harry. You know, they say the uh, hairy apple doesn't fall that far from the hairy tree. And again, if you're trimming your trees, making those, uh, you know, doing a little yard work inside or outside, you know, that indoor yard work, you need to fire up that lawnmower, the weed whacker, highly recommend that ear and nose hair. Oh, you got the crop preserver, crop reviver, <laughs> performance boxer briefs. The, the boxer briefs are uh, amazing. Again, they, they hook you up with the whole package. Uh, and speaking of whole package, your package will be feeling great in the new jewel pouch designed to cradle your boys in their own special space and manscaped.com. They always hook us up 20% off and free shipping with the promo code SGP manscaped.com promo code SGP. Also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. Oh man, love starting my day off with some AG1. You want to bleed green? You got to get some Athletic Greens. They got uh, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. They got it all. You start your day off right. Get some good energy, recovery, focus. They got you covered. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP, athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Last but not least, IP Vanish. Oh, man. Whatever you're doing on the internet, you need it safe. You need it secure. Your passwords, your communications, your browsing history. So much personal data could be taken away from you unless you're locking things up with IP Vanish. You can even hide your location uh, if you're using a Fire Stick or one of the streaming devices. IP Vanish is highly, highly recommended. IPVanish.com slash SGP, 70% off when you use the promo code SGP. IPVanish.com slash SGP. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Rob, what about you? You, you talk Gainwell, you talk Brandon Graham. What else you got on your list here? Yeah, um, you know, I guess I'm, I'm maybe stealing a little of your thunder here, but honestly, it's, it's a matchup that I want to see. And it, it's just how the... Uh, you know, I'm not, I won't even pick a specific one, but I want to see how our receivers stack up against our corners. Um, you know, how's AJ Brown going to do against slay? How is, uh, going to do against Bradbury? Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I, I think, you know, for the first time in years coming into camp, we have, you know, two number one receivers and arguably have close, you know, two number one cornerbacks um, or one and, you know, one a 
Um, so it's just going to be fun to see how that shakes out. Hopefully they make each other better. Yeah. And, and honestly, to that point in particular for me, uh, again, maybe I'm, I'm probably getting a little, you know, overthinking this, but I'm a little nervous from the OTAs. How many times I read James Bradbury uh, getting burned by the receivers. It seemed like he was a common thread in these, uh, you know, receivers versus cornerback discussions. And I, I don't know, part of me is again, it's very early, but why would the giants get rid of this guy? I know it was probably a salary cap thing, but I, I guess we've just gotten burned so many times by free agent uh, cornerbacks, Namde Asamoa, Kerry Williams. Like there's just been so many bad signings of cornerbacks over the years. And we certainly, we've had some good ones, obviously Darius Slay right across from him, but uh, just an early thing I'm going to be keeping an eye on in training camp. And that's, Again, that is a classic, uh, you know, training camp logic where if the receiver gets an awesome catch, you're like, oh yeah, that guy's awesome. Rager's great. But meanwhile, it's probably more than an indictment sometimes on the, on the cornerbacks or the defense and, and uh, what they're, what they're doing as far as why they're succeeding. Um, I think the last uh, number 10 here, closing it out, we have to talk about Jalen hurts. We get to talk about Jalen hurts, but what within, and maybe this is the fun way to split it up. What within Jalen Hurts and him are you going to be watching specifically when it comes to training camp, Justin? Is there a specific thing, the leadership, the intangibles, the accuracy, the footwork, the release? There was a lot of hype about a slightly different release. I was breaking it down like the Zapruder film. I couldn't really tell what the difference was. I, you know, they said it's different, but. Justin, what of of Carson or sorry? Oh my God, I oh I, <laughs> dare you, oh, Jesus! You know it's because you have Carson Strong on your rundown, uh, Justin. It's bad vibes. I'm deleting it right off the sheet. <laughs> I'll just leave it as so strong. strong. Yeah, we get what we're we need to discuss there. So, what within specifically of Jalen Hurts' game are you going to be looking at? Uh, I mean, we already know he has the intangibles, the leadership skills and all of that. Um, you know, I think the main thing I would like to know is how well he's seeing the field. Um, and I don't even know if we're going to be able to get that from, um, you know, early on practices until we get to the game. So I think what I'm going to hope for is to see what we saw in OTAs is just, you know, completions and deep completions at that to receivers, especially if those receivers are going against Slay and Bradbury. Um, and in order to see how well he's passing the ball at this point, and hopefully that leads into how well he's seeing the field overall. Uh, I think that's going to be the key thing. I know there were uh, things talked about where he's worked on his mechanics and his release, and it looks like that showed up a little bit with OTAs, but those are so short, you're not really sure how well um, he's doing in that department yet. So uh, I'd like, you know, early in the season, what's he going to be doing with that? Rob. What is a specific Jalen Hurts, Hurtsian thing you'll be keeping an eye at once training camp opens up here? Uh, well, hopefully he throws to the left side of the field. And, and oh, wow. Uh, You're one so of those we'll left side. Trip. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do want to see him work the field more, as Justin said. What I really want to see is the chemistry with the receivers and specifically A.J. Brown. 
Um, you know, they brought AJ Brown in for a reason. Those two are supposedly best friends. Yeah. Um, let's see that, that friendship, uh, turn into chemistry on the field. And, and like Justin said too, I don't want to just see like, you know, five yard throws. I want to see some deep shots this year. I want to see a more explosive offense, uh, in terms of pushing the ball downfield. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. Yeah, I wonder how much he'll actually get a play in the preseason games. I think the Eagles were very conservative when it came when it came to, you know, exhibition games. They let them they let the starters go a little bit in those uh, group practices, which should be fun again. I think they have some against Miami. Um, I'm pretty sure. Do you Justin or Rob, do you guys know the the group practices who they have? I don't know at this point. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I, I think you're right, Sean. Um, or no, might be. Uh, oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think it's the. I'm looking at an article for May that says they're planning joint practices with the Dolphins and the Browns. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dolphins and Browns. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, the Dolphins they've had they have some decent secondary, so I think that could be a good matchup for Hertz. To me. The one thing I'm going to be looking at, and this will be interesting to see how it plays out in the season, but how many times does Jalen put the ball away and run? I think, you know, when he was a rookie, he did it all the time. Uh, Last year, I think even in training camp, he did it a little bit. I think as he matures and as he grows as a passer, you're going to want him to, to run a little bit less. Like in the games, fine. But I think in training camp, if he has you know, improved as a passer and has stepped up how he sees the field, he won't need uh, to run as much. And it's always kind of like a bad sign if in training camp, the guy's putting the ball down and, and running a, a bunch. So yeah, that's something that's specifically, I think if he stays in the pocket, um, I think that in and of itself is kind of a good sign and, and just shows you that he, he feels comfortable there. And man, uh, I'm just so AJ Brown, Rob, can you just one more time describe how big AJ Brown looked in person? Because every time I see him on social media, him and then Jordan Davis, like Jordan Davis, I thought obviously like watching him in college, he looks big, but then like Jordan Davis next to Fletcher Cox, he made him look like tiny. Uh, but yeah. What about uh, what what about Jordan Davis? Wasn't at the game? Uh, no, I don't believe. No, I don't believe he was. Um, unfortunately, I would have loved to have seen him in person. But yeah, I mean, AJ Brown, he is just uh, he, he is a, a big dude for a receiver. And, you know, to have that speed and, and quickness and still have that good size, it's, it's going to be great to see. And, you know, I mean, really, I, he, he's, you know, kind of almost reminds you of when we had T.O. I mean, he uh. was similar. He was such a, you know, big physical receiver, but yet was still fast. Um you know, I'm hopefully AJ Brown can, can continue that. You know, if AJ Brown uh, had a great sense of humor, he would hold a press conference in his driveway where he's doing crunches and just answering questions. A la TO that was, I mean, that was an all time uh, media moment just to kind of throw people off, get their heads. Um, I I'm, I'm excited. I mean, uh, we're, we're only weeks away from real live Eagles action. All right, that'll do it for the Dire Eagles podcast. Sean, I just wanted yes. to oh, – sorry, with the Carson Strong, it was cadaver cartilage. Okay. 
And then he had the other surgery on his meniscus as well. So he had the cartilage been back, and then there was other stuff. Do we know? I, I still want to know where the cartilage came from. If we can, oh, somehow... which cadaver? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, was the cadaver? Did he? Was he JV? Did he? Uh, you know? Did he see any time in the league? I mean, you know, we gotta we gotta get the. Was best it a Hall of Famer by any chance? Yeah, you know, like Johnny Unitas. Well, I don't know. Is he alive? Um, I'll have to, I'll have to dig deep, but. <laughs> although, although I feel like most of the quarterbacks that have passed away probably, you know, weren't really that active in the forward pass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the cadaver thing. I don't know, man. It got me. Uh, it got me funny. All right. Uh, thank you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on Apple podcasts and uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at Die Hard Eagles 52. Got a bunch of, uh, training camp content coming out and uh, we'll be uh, breaking down some Eagles prop bets, futures, win totals, all that great stuff and more on the diehard Eagles podcast for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob for Justin. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.